Hey Universe, it's Monday, it's the 23rd of October, and I feel like this one's a little overdue, but uh, I had a long weekend of working too much and sleeping the rest of the time and then getting some shit done and whatever else. Played some tennis, yada yada. But uh, I could use a shower, so before I get too far into this, how about I take care of that. Uh, what time is it? It is currently uh, 4.07, so see you about 4.20? Mm, that's optimistic. See you soon. Well, kitty, by soon, I suppose I meant, what, Tuesday? What time is it? It is Tuesday at 11, nope, 10.56 a.m. That would be Tuesday, October 24th. So guess what? We're a week away from Halloween, kitty. Your day. Um, well, okay, let me apologize for talking to my cat. Duh. But let me also apologize for all that <clears throat> discussion about what college should look like. I I don't even know why I left all that sitting there. I don't know why I miscalculated the years as eight years of college instead of seven. I don't know why I even was talking about that since I had never thought of that, except maybe uh, in some thought experiment a decade ago about a way to um, enhance the... Uh, camp experience that undergraduate university programs generally tend toward. And not that I didn't enjoy camp. Boy, did I ever. But it was a moment in time when I could have had uh, likely as many um, hmm, socially uh, memorable and, um, and meaningful <clears throat> moments coupled with uh, more uh, uh, frame of reference uh, from world immersion experiences. If, if, uh, if education were an every other year of go learn some stuff in some books, then go out in the real world and do some shit. Then come back and learn some shit in some books, then go out in the real world and do some shit. Then come back and learn some shit in some books, then go out in the real world and do some shit. And then decide... Where you're at. I, I just, I know that's the framework of nonsense, but there needs to be more uh, lateral thinking when it comes to the structures that currently are broken, or as a technological revolution has occurred around them, have left them somewhat mired in their own anachronistic dysfunctionality. Whatever hobnob vocabulary you want to use to describe the current situation where things aren't connecting, well, what are the solutions? And since I've clamored on more times than I can remember, so that means at least four, that uh, what we are here to do is to talk solutions, well, I suppose in my own awkward way, and I am awkward, tender and awkward. Uh, my thought of blurting out an educational paradigm that I hadn't thought through, well, at least it was well-intended. This whole thing is well-intended. This project here, this what am I up to, sometimes I don't even know. Well, I mean, in life, right now, this day, I have no idea. Actually, I have a little idea. I know what I'm tending toward at 7, 
but I have to work out. I'm at that stage now where the workout isn't pleasurable, but it's not unpleasurable. Uh, I'm right in that middle ground where in a week or two, I'll start to think, yeah, today I got to work out. It'll feel good. I'll be getting that uh, adrenaline kick from it. I'm still, I did. Yesterday was the first day in four or five days where I didn't finish my cycle completely without stopping. And I stopped mentally. I wasn't physically spent. I just mentally was like, I don't want to work out today. After I was 13 minutes into my 20 minute aerobic exercise, I just quit. Fucking quit. But I made myself double down on my core exercises as a result. And I figured at some point I'd get back and do the final seven minutes, but I never did. As a matter of fact, that little note at the beginning, as I was going to take a shower, was in uh, uh, to wake up enough to start to work out, at which point I did my uh, quitting routine, fell asleep, and <clears throat> here we are. So, now that you know everything that's happened to me in the last 14 hours, why don't you share what's happened to you in the last 14 hours? Go. Okay. Nobody's listening, so nobody's going to share, which is good. And even if you've listened to this point, well, that's five plus minutes of life that, well, you should be listening on double time. If you haven't noticed, I pause, I search for words, I often uh, will backtrack into something that I've already said to restate it. Um, There is no reason to be listening to me in real time. Frankly, there's no reason to be listening to any uh, form of entertainment in real time if you have the capacity to speed it up. Now, the one argument you might make are movies. Okay, I'll, I'll take that argument. And I don't speed up music. Well, some of it I do. <laughs> but uh, that aside, um, talk? Fuck yeah. Are you kidding me? Can you get it to three times? I'm very comfortable at 225 on almost any soundtrack. I'm comfortable on a lot of soundtracks at 25 or 30. On my soundtrack, 2.5. You, even if you are a novice to this, should be at no lower than 1.5. Speed me to 1.5, I become listenable. Speed me to 1.75, I become not so annoying. Speed me to 2.0, I become uh, less of a waste of time. But at all speeds, I'm a waste of time. This isn't an offering where you're going to come in and gain the 10 things you could do to most turn yourself around in this moment of dire circumstance where all of your life feels like it's disconnected. No. But if that's how you feel, well then, you never know what I'm going through on a day that's helping turn something like that around that I'm also simultaneously feeling. Will it be identical to yours? Probably not, but it could be. But that would be one person out of thousands, if not millions, having a simultaneously time-space-oriented phenomenon in their human body meat suit that I'm having. So, how many of us are in that simultaneous biorhythm? I don't know, seven? But the chances of the other six of you finding this in real time in a way to actually work through something that I figured out so that you could also figure it out without having to do the work yourself? Well, now we're starting to get into the infinitesimal, if not zero. So, in reality, (coughs) all these connections that are potential in making, well, they're up to you to decide the value. I like to 
hear people work shit out. I like to understand people coming to solutions. It helps uh, lubricate my own thinking. And whatever's got me stuck, whatever under-motivating forces are dragging me underwater, well, releasing those often can come from just hearing somebody else rethink a conundrum they had solved. Bam! That applied to what I've been uh, underachieving myself with. Gives me a new way to think. All right, I'm motivated. Let's get through this. Whatever it might be. So, how does life get easier? I think there are two ways that life, for me, has become clearly much easier. One, I've gotten comfortable with who I am. 100%. No longer even dislike little parts of myself. I know I can be fucking annoying. I know I can be hard to be around. But I also know that I wouldn't change those parts about myself because of all the advantages they drive in other parts of my life. Now, when I'm becoming that person, instead of creating friction or situations that combust or turn into decades-long disputes, well, I can let go of the ego a lot easier than I used to. I'm not the most important thing in the universe, even though I'm the most important thing in the universe. And that balance is a difficult thing to learn to walk. But once you come to an agreement that you know yourself well enough, that you don't pull yourself out of the equation, you just realize your position in the equation is one of true monumental significance and total insignificance simultaneously. (laughs) Uh, And that, I think some people know when they're seven years old. I think I might have even known it when I was seven. But then I lost it, and then I regained it. And now that I understand it, well, I feel, in most regards, unflappable. Where I still am a little flappable uh, is in my resurgence of romantic inclination something that had successfully buried itself. And, uh, and I welcomed its departure, frankly. Um, but in the last year, all sorts of signals from the universe are pushing me into another round of, I don't want to say pursuit, but uh, participation. Something like that? I don't know. Whatever that is, though, that seems to be the one nut I will never crack. I will just sit here and continually bang my head against the shell, acting like somehow I just think (laughs) my karma must be cursed. And that's okay. I mean, I can laugh at it now. What was, for many uh, moments in my life, a cause of distress, that of romantic leanings here and there. Um, well, I now, I now have a much healthier and sillier look at the whole enterprise. Love it as I do, because I think women are great. I will never get tired of finding dynamic, engaging women to be attracted to. 
That seems to be a truism, just like talking into this um, Samsung Galaxy S4 is a purpose for me and me alone. Another reason you shouldn't be listening to this. There is no um, level of self-indulgence I'm not willing willing to uh, to dive into here because I want to listen to myself a year from now being honest about my own circumstance as a reflection point on which to think how much growth or uh, or uh, <clears throat> or mm, I hate to say that I could regress so regression is probably not the word but avoidance how much um, how about, I could, I could easily see myself, uh, finding, uh, a strength today in a way to maybe be more, uh, forthright about, um, uh, speaking publicly, um, at an event, um, about, um, the problem with, Homelessness in Denver. There's something that <clears throat> I don't really have the stones to get up in front of a group and speak to. But do I ever feel like I need to start getting in places where we're working to fix that problem? I only see it getting worse. But I'm doing nothing about it. And I know that eats at me a little bit, right? So, um, that's something that if I were to uh, say I wanted to, why am I talking about this? Does anyone know? Did I lose the room? Hopefully. Like I said, I can be self-indulgent about anything and talk about anything at any time. And if I all of a sudden have a tangent about the homeless and my lack of real support about a problem that's only getting worse, um, well, that's my deal. And if in a year I'm listening to this and I think, fuck, man, not only did I know back then I was doing nothing about it, I've done nothing in a year well, maybe that's a trigger for me to actually finally get up and do something. Or maybe today is that trigger. I don't know. But this indulgence is the reference point that allows me to continue growing as a person, knowing where I've been and stalling out. And I'm going to stall out on several things that I don't even recognize. The ones that I do recognize might be stalling out for reasons that are unavoidable. But to know that I have good intention isn't enough. Acting is important. You have to create a better world. You can't just think about how it could be one. So, holding myself accountable to more than just, well, you know, if I was king of the world, this would be the way things would go. No. Given that I was thrust into this paradigm, didn't ask for it, but like all of us, ended up with this meat suit, this condition, and these wins and losses to go deal with, how am I doing? Well, exhibit A. It's all my fault. All right. Now, why do I call it it's all my fault? Because <clears throat> in a perfect world where I was making every move within 100% of my optimal uh, ability to both maintain myself and contribute to a better world, well, I don't know if I've ever made that move happen simultaneously ever. 
So could I have done better in almost every single situation? Probably. Can't know. But I certainly see room for improvement. Certainly see possibilities not realized. Certainly see uh, choke jobs uh, overwhelmingly. And I would hope that not every run through this life do I have to experience those same choke jobs. And no, I'm not speaking about the choke jobs of the 20-somethings. I'm speaking of the ones that us 50-somethings went through. But maybe it is cast that this is how it ends every single time. Seductive though it is to start wandering the free will versus determinism roads, they're pointless. Your circumstance is your circumstance. You can deduce its fundamental blocks and foundational stones if you want, but the answers there are never knowable. They are just fascinating thought trains that help keep your mind ready to handle the very real situations you're going to run into right now, which is, is it fucking parking ticket day? Oh shit, did I park out front? Those kinds of dilemmas have to be solved. Whether or not you're living in a world that is fully deterministic or completely free will or some blend of the two or a simulation in which you're just a character who's a downloaded version of some synthetic code manifesting as an electrical impulse that just has to interpret the world through five different sense algorithms in order to carry on and maintain the program status quo? Well, Tron, life in the games is what it is. Dangerous as fuck. You might die any time. But the thrill to be alive is so empowering, you can't help but keep playing the game. Opting out, well, if the forces are all leaning into you, if you've created a world of hell where the next day looks only worse and worse and worse, even then, you still want to play the game. And so, in doing this, in connecting to people, well, it helps me think through the disconnects that exist when we get face-to-face now. I hate a world where the online presentation of who we are has become more capturable than the actual person that we are. And fortunately, I refuse to play that game. I have no online presence, so I've never really... Well, (laughs) uh, that isn't ironic. That's just fucking stupid that I would be speaking into something that I publish online regularly for all public consumption and say I have no online presence. This self-referential soliloquy of nonsense is my online presence. Because I feel this, long-form communication that it is, is a fair attempt at you getting to know me entirely. If you've listened to every single one of these recordings, you probably know me better than I know myself. So... In that way, whatever commentary you have to say to me is of absolute interest to me. 
because you are now an expert on me. But every other way that you would know me so in social media would just make you a consumer of the veneer that I am pre presenting to the world as the product or the brand that is John. <laughs> Since I don't want any of that shit to have to deal with, I'm not online that way. I'm online this way. Is this the most cumbersome way to possibly be online? Of course it is. But then people in their 50s are used to doing things in a cumbersome way. So here I am. This, to me, is the one documentation that I can take to the bank for myself that allows me to know myself in a way that I don't have to wonder, well, what the fuck was I really thinking? I can just listen to the one before, the one after, the one before, one after, and the one before, and go, oh yeah, okay, yeah, now I know where I was. And <clears throat> I offer this to the universe because, number one, I did work through a bunch of shit to get to a place where I'm very tranquil, very content, and also very helpful to the universe in a way that is reflecting back a lot of purpose and, 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 if you will, destiny for my life. And that is a feeling of hmm, self-satisfaction to the point that I would hope to help others who might have been stuck in the conundrum of trying to fit into a society that they just will never, ever be a proud, self-expressive entity in the paradigm that exists that we have right now. Unfortunately, you're going to have to carve out a place where you feel comfortable being unique and alone. Because the unique and alone sensibility is the one that is standing up to the conformity that is wrong with everything else. But that's a hard place to come. Because nobody's waiting for you. And you don't actually even know when you've gotten there because you're really never there. You just continue to persist as something of value to yourself. And through that, a meaningful life starts to emerge in front of you that you didn't see anywhere else because it's the only one that you have. And you can get here the hard way like I did by failing in every possible way. Or you can have somebody help make sense of wherever you are now that feels vibrationally discordant by at least relaying that those feelings aren't as unexpected as maybe you thought. That maybe all of us are going through some version of it. And, in fact, if you start to hear how common the discordance is, well, you really start to wonder how much disconnect there is between us. And how much of the real discordance is coming from all the messaging and the annoyance and <clears throat> noise that's sitting above. At least that's where a lot of it was coming for me. Um, and now, like, I can't get away from the male-female study. I'm going to have to go find this original. I reference this way too much not to have read the source material. And I'm not even sure where I'm getting this data from, but I know I heard it more than once about a random sampling of 50 men and 50 women pulled together in a circumstance to meet each other online in uh, a way that you present yourself. Uh, let's say it's eHarmony or one of those match.com. I don't know. Some, some 
profile generated uh, page. Hell, it could just be Facebook pages. I'm not even sure. But you throw 50 random people, males and females, in the of the same heterosexual persuasion into two piles. And four men, on average, get all the attention. Another three men to seven get attention from roughly another... Uh, all. Let me put it this way. Four men get attention from every single woman. So, of the 50 random women who are going to say hello to whomever they're interested in, all 50 of them will be interested in roughly four guys. Sometimes three, sometimes five. And this is 95% based on looks. So, in other words... There are three to five nines in the group. And I say nines because very few women will agree on what a 10 is. Now, there may be one 10 in the group and they will all flock to him. But the nines are the good looking guys. Now, someone may say, he's not a nine, he's a seven. And somebody else may say, a nine, that motherfucker's a 10. And somebody else may say, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't judge guys based on numbers. However it all breaks out, women have different opinions of men's physical characteristics to the point that it's easier to just say there's a bunch of nines than there's a ten or anything else. And then, once you get off the nines, now you're down to your seven minuses, sevens, sixes, fives, and fours. Let's just stratify men accordingly and be okay with it for now, just as a sample. Um, As women have emerged both with confidence in their own sexual um, uh, attractiveness is, I guess, a good enough word. Let me put it this way. There are very few women who can't get themselves into a sexually attractive, physically presented uh, uh, look that gets that doesn't get at least a three, four, five, six, seven, eight guy's attention. Now, a 9 and a 10, they may be able to stay away. But most guys look at most women, regardless of... uh, uh, It's just, it's not the same for women. If, if, If women see fives and fours, they're basically already off the list. And this random sampling, unfortunately, vets all this shit out. So, I hate to say that all this... Chatter is data-driven, but it is. And <clears throat> what, what that means is you really do have a group of men now who, at best, need to think of themselves as proximity-attractive, where you, you really need to be active. You need to be out. You need to be doing stuff. You need to meet women in an engaged capacity. You cannot be advertising yourself on a one-page bio sheet with your data points. They're not enough. Women expect more. You're going to only create a situation of more in the real world through action and activity. Unfortunately, even then, you're going to have to go out of your way and do some things to get yourself in the best presentable situation to get noticed. The men are the new women. 
you are now obligated to a certain standard of self-care to even be noticed by women. Because without it, that, that's just too much to have to build into to unearth what other shit's wrong with you. And I know that's disappointing to say, but think of how many decades women have had to fucking sit there and beg to be noticed by some half-ass worth piece of shit man who just was too busy watching college football to even notice that somebody was having a point of interest about today's cultural situation. Well, she's on the other foot. So, the fours, fives, and sixes, I mean, the problem with them is that they're in enough of a category to once in a while be noticed by a woman at the wrong time, at the right moment for karma to flip over. So, they keep having that one memory of that one time or this thing that happened or whatever. You know what? They're just lost in a moment of transcendence that never really existed. It was just a coincidental timing thing that fucking circuits got crossed. And so again, the only thing I can say is up your game and get out and be active. Do the things that interest you most and watch how much more attractive you feel and are in general to the world at large. You have the potential still to maximize your results. Ones, twos, and threes, they have some issues. But beyond that, your sevens, eights, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a weird world because you can succeed online enough, but you just, your online results are, mm, they just don't, they don't feel... There's, there's always, you're just always cracking each other's veneers. And, and I think there's a, there's an inherent level of mistrust built into the format. I don't know that it's not doomed from the start. I've had one really, 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 really good experience online. One of the top three relationships of my life. And the rest of them have all been mm, somehow phony. Even though they weren't really phony, they just felt, I don't know, something, I, I, don't, I don't like them. And uh, I will admit, it's gotten way harder post-COVID to meet people in the real world. People are, are not, uh, the social spaces are not the same. And, and there's just not as much congregation. There is not as much opportunity to go out and just chill out and meet other people. And uh, especially if you don't like uh, festivals, which mostly I don't. So this isn't getting easier, but it's also getting more worthwhile because the people who are out are out making connections too. And I'm always <laughs> confident face-to-face -face, making connections with people in real time. So I know this is something I, I say to do these things, and for a lot of people, it's just not that easy. So, I understand that if, if you're somebody who doesn't enjoy being socially uh, outgoing uh, and taking risks in conversation, it can be hard to initiate that sort of uh, energy. But the more you try it, the easier it gets.
And the more you like yourself, the more you know that if you can't initiate a conversation with somebody, it's not your fault. There are a lot of poor conversationalists in the world, and some of them are actually out. Some of them are even out talking. Don't limit yourself to mediocre circumstances. Expect better and watch how much better the universe gives you. I don't know. I, I don't go very many nights in a row out without meeting somebody and having a conversation that's very much worth the entire effort. Just that one connection. And sometimes it's 15 connections. Sometimes it's 15 nights in a row. Sometimes it's so overwhelming. I can't go out another night because God forbid I'd have another meaningful experience. So if you're, if you're open to and, and <laughs> confident enough in yourself that those things are things you deserve, they start to happen for you. And I'm speaking a lot to the men here because this is something the women have known for decades and now that they have the opportunity, they've raced ahead and they look around and what do they see? They're all competing for the same four fucking guys. And I get it. But the women who are finding men disappointing are also... um, Well, it's hard. I mean, still, men are such assholes in public. I don't know. Fuck. This is hard. There's... It's easier for me as a guy to say, women, I don't really know what to tell you. I know you're disappointed. I know you're fucking frustrated. I know there's less and less real fulfillment in the world for you these days. I think one of the ways that I can help you is by helping guys realize that, hey... Just because you've been whacking off since you're 11 years old doesn't mean that that's the way you should go through life. Let's find some purpose, destiny, and some goddamn uh, outgoing charisma of our own, and um, maybe this whole world gets better. Maybe not. <laughs>